Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, the Angry Challenger, and I'm sitting here with... It's the Dreaded Challenger, y'all! Today, we actually want to do something a little bit different. We're not going to talk about fighting games. We're going to talk about fighting anime. Every single episode, you hear us say... Watch Baki. Watch Baki the Grappler, y'all. You have to watch it. You have to read it. So we're going to, today, we're going to actually going to talk about Baki the Grappler. We're going to talk about where the storyline is and how it got here. Well, not how, but so much as the events that progressed to this point. We're going to talk about this tier list we made of the Baki characters and some of the, the highlights on our tier list. And we're going to talk about our favorite characters. So, If there's anything we love as much as Baki, it's tier lists. Yeah, I mean, and using them to our advantage. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta have a tier list for everything. We've got to tie everything back into fighting games and everything else back into Baki. Easy. Let's just be real. I make tier lists for breakfast cereal, so this is gonna be fun. Let's do it. Terios. Okay, so delicious Nikali flakes. Mm, top tier. Mm. <laughs> That's after the transformation, though. After you put the milk in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's warranted power. The last thing we read in Baki. Well, I guess I can't really say red because it was in Japanese, so we're still waiting on a translation. <laughs> but the last thing we actually read in English was on Spideyback, and that was Yujiro was fighting Musashi, and Musashi actually managed to cut his leg, and he was getting really excited. And the last thing we've seen is Musashi headbutting Pickle. Yes. Now... I know all of this sounds a bit nonsensical, so why don't we get to the? Why don't we start at the beginning? Okay. And how we how we got to talking about Musashi headbutting pickle? Yes. At the beginning of the Baki Do, you see Baki and all of the great fighters from the series. They're all bored and they're looking for something new to kind of quench their fighting spirit thirst. So what ends up happening is all these guys are training and training and training, but they're all yawning. And this guy comes over from America, Atlas, I believe his name was, to fight Baki. Yeah, who looks like a he looks like a, a Japanese take on Brock Lesnar, you know, wearing his UFC gloves. Yes. And he, he fights Baki. It I mean, if you know anything about Baki the Grappler, you pretty much know how that match went. The guy could not even touch Baki. Baki didn't even really fight him. Baki used image martial arts. Dodged his attack, grabbed him by the head, and gave him a concussion by shaking his head rapidly. Yeah, because at this point in the Baki manga, we don't we're not seeing a thirteen year old guy uh, kid, you know, trying to get stronger, you know, just wondering how to what the secret is. He's already like the second strongest person in the world, and is a ridiculously strong martial artist to superhuman levels. And even though he's about five foot six, 145 pounds, he can easily, easily defeat the strongest creatures in the world. Yeah. So he takes Atlas out with, without, without much of an effort. And the hardest part for Baki about that whole fight was trying to hide his yawn and letting, letting on that he was super bored with this Mr. Mr. Atlas who was like this giant UFC dude. And it's surprising how respectful that was of Baki to do that considering that he doesn't really owe anything to anyone at this point. Baki only yeah. ever really cared about defeating his father. That was it. He doesn't really want to be the strongest. He just wants to beat his father, which in turn would make him the strongest. But he yeah. always wants to put that forward. Like he's not, He hasn't fought Dopo that I know of yet. No, he didn't. 
Bill Bill asked him, he's like, have you noticed we, we've never fought? And Baki said, uh, I'm not really interested in that. There's only one thing I'm interested in. And that's, that's the fight with my father, which we saw in Baki, Son of Ogre, ended in uh, uh, chapter 312. So it's a really interesting place that we start with Baki, the latest manga, where everyone's kind of looking for a new direction because got, Baki's got all this strength and all this skill, and he still trains and he still runs a marathon a day. He still does his, his image martial arts training, but he's looking for an outlet for it because everything else bores him and because – well, the whole father-son thing's in the past now. Yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting place to see our, our main character. That's my boy there, that Baki Hanma. It's cool to see all the characters back again, but they're all so bored. The first part of Baki Do focuses on Baki and, surprisingly, our favorite gangster, Hanayama. And they're both yeah. Right bored. Now, Hanayama is crazy pants, decides to yes, call is. out Yujiro Hanma himself, which is Baki's father. Yujiro Hanma is known as the Ogre. People refer to him as Mr. Ogre. And, and holds the title of the strongest creature on Earth. Yes. For good reason. And he's a celebrity at this point. Up until the end of Son of Ogre, Yujiro was somebody that world governments knew about. And people kind of like talked about his legend. But nobody really thought he was real. But after the yeah, fight... Yeah, he kept a real local profile. Yeah, which is kind of weird how he's able to do that, but... After the fight with Baki at the end of Son of Ogre, everyone saw that. It was televised. Everyone saw the image of the demon in Tokyo that day. So now he's a celebrity. So he's kind of trying to wear sunglasses. Like, that's going to hide who he is. But this dude is like six foot, what, six foot three, 240 pounds of pure muscle. Man. Yeah. Ridiculous. With wild red hair and a demon on his back, like the demon, you know, in, in the muscles of his back. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Yujiro, trying to be inconspicuous with some sunglasses. So that's an interesting spot for Yujiro as well because, you know, he squashed his, his beef with the sun and he's still the strongest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, not, you know? I did not cease to happen. Now, the ending of Baki, Son of Ogre, I'm not going to talk about it too much. It was kind of disappointing. It was very disappointing. But I'll say let's that, move on. Yeah, let's move on from that. All I got to say is, yes, Dreaded said it perfectly. The beef is squashed. All right? It's tenderized. It's done. Now, for three whole arcs of, um, you know, Grappler Baki, Shin Baki, um, Baki Son of Ogre, like, we get to find out, like, what the whole beef is about and the whole progression from Baki and everything that, that led up to that moment. So here we are in Baki Doe. The climax of all that is behind us. So, again, everybody's bored. We need a new arc. Yes. What do we end up getting? The man, Tokugawa, steps in. He sees a need. And that need is for more ancient martial arts. Now, yes. I mentioned Pickle briefly earlier. Here's my current problem with Baki. I'm just going to put this out here. It's a little bit off topic. But I don't really like how... Rather than introduce a new fighter with a new technique who's more powerful, they're introducing like older, like weird stuff like dinosaur people and you know medieval people and stuff like that. But what I do like about Baki is that it's not like Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like early Dragon right. Ball. People can be weaker than Baki, but still 
they can have a technique to beat him. And we'll talk about the tier list in a minute and how it's so dynamic and how the Baki cast is actually kind of balanced. Yeah, as levels and layers and interesting, interesting people. But I just kind of wish... That learned from. Yeah, and I just yeah. kind of wish they didn't do what they're doing. But you know what? This current character is far more likable than Pickle, which isn't saying much, but moving on. Yujiro and Haneyama have their deal. So Haneyama's not bored anymore. You can, anybody who's read Baki he's, can kind of figure out how that fight went. Yeah, he's concussed, but not bored. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tokugawa gets this genius idea. He wants to resurrect the one, the only, Miyamoto Musashi. The very real historical figure who was a legendary samurai back in the medieval ages of Japan. He's kind of a, a legend, like a kind of like how Robin Hood is to, um, kind of like how King Arthur is to uh, to England. More of a real person because it's more recent, I suppose. I would like say Robin he's Hood. like a Davy Crockett kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like he's a real person and he did real exploits and he's become kind of a national symbol, you know, like a George Washington, but like has become a legend. But very still a very real person a real historical figure he wrote a book called the five rings about his martial arts mm-hmm, you know um, philosophies yeah it's, it's out there you can go find a copy of miyamoto musashi's but we are not talking about the actual real miyamoto musashi we're talking about the version in this manga as imagined by kyusei itagaki the writer and uh, creator of the manga itagaki does this kind of interesting thing with his manga where he takes real historical facts and figures and bends them sometimes more than others oh yeah and he has what we like to call it uh what do we call like baki science baki science you know that itagaki logic where you know they'll explain their technique you know like oh you know we're gonna use the void fist because if you lower your overall oxygen take just by 60 percent it'll make you pass out you're like oh okay makes sense it's wrong yeah but okay you know, right. he just makes stuff up, and you just kind of have to like believe that his his logic and his science works. He makes it up in a kind of a genius way, in that it's just enough that if you don't have any knowledge in that field, you can just kind of suspend belief and be like, okay, I could see that. But going to that void field thing, I read that. I've personally been in an altitude chamber. Yeah. The human body can function off of very little oxygen. Trust me. Yeah, so this this one character we're going to talk about later called Yanagi, he he would just like use this technique to like create a void in front of your face so that you would suffocate and just pass out in like half a second. And it's like, oh, so you went on this long exploit about the void fist and the science behind it. And it's like, wow, that was totally wrong. You know, sometimes Itagaki will explain things in such a way that you want to believe it because yes. then it makes uh, it makes everything make sense and you're able to dis- you know suspend your disbelief. It's that Itagaki science. You just kind of have to buy it to, to enjoy the manga. That eye science. Yeah, I'm going to call it eye science from now on. Eye science, got it. I'm all for that. So, so eye science. Eye science created Musashi. Yep. Clone from the mummified spinal interstitial tissue of, of the mummified Musashi himself. And somehow this clone, they managed to age it to his age when he was in his prime. You know, he'd won 60 duels in his lifetime, undefeated. And the problem was, even though they made this clone, it wouldn't wake up. So, just kind of said that. Tokugawa gets his sister, who's apparently a seer, fortune teller, 
and she manages to reattach Musashi's spirit to his body. Hilarity ensues, and now you have Musashi all scarred up and alive again and speaking perfectly fluent Japanese, which I'm pretty sure it was different back then, but whatever. He's, he's yeah. functioning well. I, I science, baby. I science. Now, Musashi goes off and he starts fighting some of the main characters from the series. And he's made out to be this great warrior who, whose mindset is totally different from everybody else. So he's not necessarily as skilled with many different weapons as Retsu, as strong as Dopo, as fast as Baki. But his mind works differently because he comes from an age where war was his entire life. And it's not like martial arts in that time period in Baki, where martial arts are kind of a competition. It's more of a a way of life, a means to an end. Yes, and that's how he treats everything. I'm seeing that more and more as I read the manga. Musashi sees everything in life as a means to an end, because that's how he survives. He's always in survival mode. He never blinks. His eyes are always open and just... Raised over and staring forward, and his hands are always in position like he's holding two swords. He's always in ready stance, ready to pounce. And his sword slash technique is otherworldly. And like you said, it's a lot about his mind. Because in his mind, with his mind, he can make other people with just like thinking it. He can make someone else feel as though he is cutting them. Like he creates like a mental image of a sword passing through them. And the, and the, and the person will have that, the sensation and the feeling of, of being cut. So, so Musashi can just look at a weaker person and cut them with his mind. The only people we've seen who have uh, a strong image-based martial arts skills are Baki and Yujiro. Uh, correct me if I'm yes. wrong, it, but those are the only two other people who've really been able to do that. But Use thing- them. The only thing about Musashi that's interesting is people don't see him as Musashi. Only one character in the series, and that's Yujiro, because he's amazing, has actually seen Musashi for what he is. Everyone else always sees something else, usually something terrible, like a nuke or lava or something akin to that. Yeah, or like some dinosaur or volcano. Like and when people look at him originally, they, they, they get a mental image of something very dangerous. And the thing about it is, Musashi doesn't even control that. It's automatic. Yeah. Yeah, because of his, I guess, his fighting spirit or whatever. You know, different people will see what they, what they see based off the feeling of danger that they get. Yeah. You know, Baki's in the other room. And he's like, so there's a, there's a nuclear bomb next door? And of course, you know, Yujiro being the boss that he is, is like, no, I see you for who you are. Just a guy trying to, trying to get rich and famous. Which he is. It's really interesting to juxtapose Yujiro, who's a pure fighter in the sense that he stopped fighting after the Vietnam War. It's interesting to even say that. <laughs> yeah. After the he Vietnam fought both War, sides in the Vietnam War and won. Yeah. He stopped fighting for any other purpose other than just fun. And that's when the demon appeared on his back. Yujiro is a pure fighter in that he only fights for the sake of... Of fighting, whereas and being the strongest, Musashi is also the strongest of his time, but he fights for fame and fortune because that's all he really knows. 
pretty much what happens is they re- they resurrect Musashi, and Musashi begins just draxing the scouts of all of our favorite characters. I'm talking Dopo. Ugh. I'm talking Tokugawa. Shibukawa. Sorry, yeah, right, right off the bat. Actually, he did drax Tokugawa. Remember totally that? He did. He cut him. He used his little mental blade. He used He's his a- mental blade to cut the guy he owes his second life to. What a so-and-so. Everybody. Ritual crazy, man. He, he drax Tokugawa's He's, sister. He, yeah, he slapped the heck out of her. Of course, you know. <laughs> she's okay, but... Um, yeah, it's crazy. And he, he drags like an entire police department. Yeah. Just because it kind of could. He drags Albert, the Albert Einstein ripoff character. I mean, he's... Such... This old man pulls out a gun to protect Pickle. And in a blink of an eye, Musashi for real life breaks his wrist and mentally draxes the dude. And the dude's like sitting over in the corner like, oh my gosh, did my head... I thought my head just fell off. <laughs> He's still, even in the la- the latest chapter, he still has this blank stare on his face, and he's slumped up against the wall. He's like, I'm, I'm dead. Every every cell in my body tells me I have just died. I mean, come on, Musashi. Did you really need to do that? <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. The Kind of the, the main force, the main impetus of this entire Bakido season, for the most part, is Musashi and his interaction, his ancient martial arts interacting with the new martial arts. Yes. Of course, he was challenged by one particular uh, Retsukayo oh, in man. his longest and most graphic fight to date. And it was one with weapons, which we don't get to see much in, in a Baki series outside of convicts. And that did not go well, that no, challenge, let's just not. say. It didn't. I haven't said on this podcast before because we haven't had a Baki podcast, but poor one out for Retsu. I don't particularly care for that character, but he also didn't they didn't have to do him like that. He got done dirty. He got done dirty, and it was bad. I don't know what Itagaki was thinking when he wrote that, how it started out where Retsu was fighting with weapons, and then he decided, I'm just going to use Kung Fu. 4,000 years of Chinese martial arts, and that did not work out in his favor. No, no. No, it did not. He, uh, no. No, it did not. Because would you happen to know Musashi's really good with the real sword? Yes. Kind of, for me, so far, the defining moment of the whole series. Yeah, and it, said of, a, of Bakido. it says a lot. Like, Itagaki spends a lot of time, for lack of a better way of saying it, just kind of crapping on Chinese martial arts. He kind of does. I mean, in that whole uh, Shin Grappler Baki, also known as New Grappler Baki, he had a whole arc where it was like China versus the world. And it was like all these U.S. and Japanese fighters up against Chinese fighters. Only Retsukayo gets a, a win and everyone else just gets blasted. Just puts China on blast. Yeah, but understand that Retsukayo defeated another Kayo. So, yeah. There's obviously Itagaki is Japanese and he, he obviously has a bias against the Chinese arts. Don't even try to look for a Korean character because there was one and he's dead. So, Oh, yeah. He didn't even die on screen. First he got, you know, severely draxed yes. by a boxer and then he got killed off screen. I actually got had to go back him. and uh, look back through the manga because I didn't recognize. Everyone was like, oh, that's that guy's hand. Like, who is that character? Oh, that's the Korean guy that lost. Okay. 
Yeah, super dead. Um, so yeah, so just to let you know, there's there's definitely a bias. And when we go through the tier list, you're going to see kind of where the nationalities kind of play out. Okay. Chinese don't have that many representations in the, in the higher tier, except for one or two. Yes. Anyway, you want to talk about weapons? I do want to talk about weapons, and I want to say that the shining moment of all that was Retsu Kaio kind of spoke for all of the characters in the series at that point when he said, what will happen if I get cut? None of the other fighters, up until they fought the convicts, really had to deal with that notion of getting cut by a real sword, fatally, by a martial artist that was far more skilled than them. And when he, when he said that to the other Kayo, and the other Kayo just kind of laughed and said, you'll lose. Like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> and Retsu got cut. And the manga after that is him saying, I can't fight anymore. <clears throat> I've never felt anything like this before. That's kind of what it is. It's like Musashi's mindset versus their mindset and seeing it broken down. Now, I know you said earlier that the main focus of this manga is around you know, Musashi just draxing the sclounces and hypotheticaling the clavicles of everyone. There's yeah. another character who really got no showtime and the entire series... An not, old friend. He's just crept his way into our hearts like heart. Now, cancer. we first met this character back in the very first gra- uh, Baki the Glabber manga. Yes. So if you start at the very beginning, he's one of the crazy, uh, crazy characters from like uh, just a couple chapters in. Trying, you know, trying to talk to Bak, trying to, and he's like this crazy old hermit dude. We're talking about Izo Motobe, a gentleman we've known. We've known him for a long time. Yeah. Now, Izo Motobe lost the first tournament. Not only did he lose, but he talked a lot of trash up until the point that he lost. He claimed that he could kill Yujiro Hanma. He fought Yujiro, and he trained hard, and he actually did manage to dodge all of Yujiro's punches. But then... He gave in to Yujiro's taunts and lost. What do I think would have happened otherwise? Probably the same thing. <clears throat> Fact of the matter is, Izumatobe lost the tournament against a sumo, a Yokozuna. A Yokozuna that Yujiro killed by placing his hand on the guy's forehead, pushing him over the side of the barrier and breaking his back with just his hand. Yeah, so... Matobe's role in the, the first manga was just to describe everyone's martial arts. He was kind of an exposition guy, like yes. the old guy who's like knowledgeable enough to really fill us in about what's really going on. And we're kind of listening through his voice. He's kind of Itagaki's muse, a crazy mountain man who's just kind of sitting in the corner talking about everyone else's martial art. Yes. And he was useful for that purpose. And now we get to see him in another role. Uh, we saw him briefly in Shin Grappler Baki, and he fought, faced off against the convict Yanagi. And he was the only one who decided, hey, I'm going to fight fire with fire because all these convicts all cheated and used different you know, weapons and techniques and dirty underhanded tactics. So what did Matobe do? He goes out. He trains on how to use weapons. He throws a katana and then uses like one of those like chain blades to, to totally incapacitate someone. You're like, all of a sudden you're like, well, that's, a, that's kind of a new thing. You know, the guy using weapons to like maim somebody. The only other time we saw that was with Retsu when he was fighting Doyle. Now, yeah, and you know, there was other cheap things like, you know, Spec using explosives and whatnot. But yeah, 
up until that point, main main characters didn't use weapons like that. That's the only time we began to see that maybe Matobe had a little bit more going for him because Yanagi very soundly defeated both Shibukawa and Baki. Now, to Baki's credit, he didn't know what the technique was that was going to hit him. He just kind of let it happen. Yeah. And Baki did come back and drag Fetch Glance later. But yeah. Yanagi. But he did do that. Yeah. Yanagi, Yanagi was a bad guy. Was, was clearly the strongest of all of the convicts, also the Japanese one, but we'll get into that later. Yanagi yeah. was the strongest, but Matobe made him into a joke. Yeah. Like, badly. The other time we got to see how strong Matobe was is before Retsu was training, or he was about to go and fight Musashi. Matobe challenged him. He nearly dislocated Retsu's shoulder. And Retsu actually commented, I didn't know Matobe was that strong. Now, Kakukayo came in and bailed him out, but that's what happened. Now we're yeah. seeing Matobe do crazy stuff like almost kill Baki, not in a real match, or defeat Jack Hanma. Ugh. Crowd favorite, our favorite, Jack Hanma. And, he, and his, his take on it is, is really interesting. If from his point of view, he sees Matobe and he sees, like, nobody understands uh, Musashi yeah, the way that. I understand Musashi. That's yes. what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's like, all these modern martial arts don't understand the ancient martial arts. And I'm the only one who knows what it's like to basically cheat and use everything to their advantage, like smoke bombs and weapons and swords and everything. Now we're introduced to, uh, we were introduced to Gaia early on in the series. He was really the only person that was close to that. And he kind of demonstrated that in his match against Sarkovsky. Yeah. You know, he's using his elements, the elements around him. But come to find out Gaia trained under Matobe and Matobe defeated Gaia by just tying him up with his belt that he was wearing. Yeah, so apparently Matobe is like levels above Gaia. And basically, it's like we have to treat Matobe like two different characters. Yes. You know, clean fighting Matobe using just his, just his Aikido and his Judo and all that. And then dirty, filthy, cheating Matobe. You give him some smoke bombs, a couple daggers and a chain, and all of a sudden he's like ridiculous. We don't want to get too lost in the sauce on this one. We can talk about unarmed versus armed Matobe all day long later on in the tier list. But I will say that the series leading up till now has been very interesting. On the side, we have Matobe running around, inciting Yujiro and Jack to fight. And on the other side, we have Musashi, who's over there just invisibly cutting everyone and currently fighting Pickle. Yeah, beating him too. Yes. Now, we don't know where Baki is. No, we haven't seen Baki in a while since he lost his fight with Musashi. We don't know what he's up to. I miss him. Oh, I'm sure everybody who loves Baki misses Baki because the manga is called Baki-do or Baki's Way. It is not called Matobe-do. It is not called the Resurrection of Musashi. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get some sort of actual story arc involving Baki, the main character. No telling when that's we'll going to happen. I hope it's soon. I'm not going to hold out hope. Yeah, so that's where we are, and, and you could tell we're really into it. And we're really anxious to see where this Baki Doe is going to go. Thus far, I can say that uh, 
I enjoy the series. I enjoy... I actually like Musashi. I do. My only real problem with him is he doesn't really obey any rules. Same thing with Matoko. No. It kind of breaks continuity. It's like, well, how strong is this dude? You know, what can't he do? I mean, even Kakukayo seems to have some rules about him. And the rule is, I'm not stronger than Yujiro. But yeah. Musashi is, from what we can tell, he has greater grip strength and a stronger skull than Pickle. Right. He can outclass Retsukayo in weapons use. He For can, sure. He can catch Baki's light speed punch. He can hit someone with a sword and have them not be cut. That's an, that's an interesting yeah, that he says the sword decided not to cut him, which was weird. Sure. Yeah, okay. He's beaten a lot of strong characters. I mean, he beat Shibukawa. We love Shibukawa. I know, right? Well, we'll see what happens with that. In any case, yes, from what we've read in English, thanks to Spinyback, shout out to Spinyback Manga. Yes, doing it. K- killing it. Uh, we can see that Yujiro is in the midst of his match with Musashi, so you can go ahead and read that and catch up to that. I believe it's like chapter 86 or something like that. And yeah. on uh, this YouTube channel that we watch, Dingo, I believe. Yeah, they post the raws he posts that the are raws. not translated yet. Yeah, so we'll read those, and uh, shout out to Kevin Fong for his occasional translations. But we, we read those, or watch them, so to speak. And we can see that Musashi's in the midst of fighting Pickle, but there's no Baki. Ah, we have not seen him for a number of chapters. Only on the covers. I'm sad. For sure. Now, you want to move on to the tier list, or do you want to talk more about the story up until now? No, man, we, we, I think we've covered the story. Let's, do, let's hit these tiers. Okay, so let's just knock this out. Anybody who plays fighting games, which you probably play fighting games if you listen to our podcast. This is just an anomaly. Anybody who plays fighting games knows that there's tier lists, and you usually have your D tier, your C tier, your B tier, A tier, whatever. There actually is a Baki fighting game out there for the PS1, I think. But that's not the tier list we're okay. talking about. No. We're talking about the tier list for the manga. And I wrote this tier list and collaborated with Dreaded and another friend of ours to decide who goes where. doesn't have all the fighters from the series, just the ones that I can remember off the top of my head and who are worth mentioning. So Yeah. So we and we put the convicts in there too. So yeah, yeah, because they 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 all had significant character arcs, so we had to rank them. Yeah, you had to put them somewhere. Okay, first of all, every tier list for a game that's not very well balanced has the god tier, but we're gonna go ahead and call that tier the H tier, the Hanma tier. Yeah, there's only one person in that tier, and that is Yujiro Hanma. So far, no one's really come close to beating him. Like, people have come close to matching him. Baki was able to match him in a number of different aspects of their fight. Musashi and Kaku were the only ones who, to make him, like, not completely stand his ground. But they weren't going to beat him. No. Only one other person has knocked down Yujiro Hama, and that is Dopo Orochi. And that was very short-lived. Very short-lived. And it's kind of insinuated that Yujiro kind of let him, but just to see what he could take. But there's not many people that can even lay a finger on him. He's he's awesome. He's a force of nature. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of nice to have a constant. It's like I got my blood pumping when, when he, he was facing off with Musashi because it's like we're going to find out what's really going on. But it's fun to have a constant. So H tier, Yujiro all the way. Nothing even comes close. 
not Jaws, not polar bears. They don't even come close. I don't know. Like a polar bear does isn't even like top tier in this no. in this freaking ranking list. So anyway, I think a, a polar bear would be down to the bottom of C tier. C tier, yeah. I said a polar bear would be in like C tier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't think a polar bear can take on a yama. We're not going to go over the myriad of accomplishments that Yujiro has done. You just need to read the manga and see what this man has done. I mean, he can stop an earthquake with his fist. He, yeah, he's the gold standard of, yeah. of, of the Baki tier list. Just know that he's at the very top. Okay, now we have triple S tier. These are the characters. Ridiculous level. Yeah, these are ridiculous characters, but they've all been beaten by Yujiro. <laughs> Yes, in some way. Mainly. In some way, and uh, at the top of Triple S tier, and I think this at the moment, su- yeah, just kind of surprised right it here. I, I put him as high, Kakukayo. Now I still yes. think this is sending a message to Chinese martial arts, saying you'll always be second place, because Yujiro is a Japanese man, but I mean he's also not really a man. He's kind of the ogre, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, Kakukayo is. Retsukayu's teacher and the strongest Kayo of all of the Chinese martial arts. He's the strongest martial artist in China. He's like 140 years old or something. 140 years old. Looks like a wrinkly old man. But his technique is the best. Yes. He forgoes muscle and size for pure technique and like magical chi type stuff. Yeah. Now his main... His main technique that makes him so strong is what we call the Zhao Li. Yeah. He can absorb any blow from anyone and then relax his body so much, but then he can store the tension in his body almost indefinitely and then can release it back to his opponent. So you can just wail on him as much as you want and he'll just like flop around like a, like a, like a shopping bag in a wind tunnel. <laughs> but then all of that damage that you have inflicted on him, he just absorbs it. And it doesn't actually hurt him. Next thing you know, he's throwing it back at you. So that's what makes him so dangerous. You know, that and like a myriad of other like ridiculous techniques like the perfect strike and like the whiplash strike and and everything else. I find it interesting that you think that he's this high, but really we've only seen him fight one person and that was Yujiro. And his performance in that fight, even though he lost, was, was commendable enough that... Right now, we think he's the second strongest person alive. Yes. I mean, he's the only other person in the series. Actually, right now, he's the only person in the series to almost kill Yujiro Hama in one blow. Yes. Using the offensive Xiao Li, Yujiro had to dodge, which is uncharacteristic of him. And then after that, Yujiro was able to stand his ground and absorb everything that Kaku was able to throw out using Zhao Li himself, and then use, and then using his own muscle to just beat him down. But but yeah, Kaku did really good. But again, we've only seen that one fight, and just based on the strength of that one fight, that's way up there. Yeah, and I, I feel pretty confident where he's at right now. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Musashi, who's actually the second person in that list. If Musashi were to defeat Kakukayo, which I don't think would happen... Because I don't think Kakukayo is going to fight Musashi. No. If Musashi be- defeated Kakukayo, I think that would kick him to the bottom of the triple S tier. Of triple S tier. Yes. Yeah. But 
I'm not going to spend a lot you of know? time talking about how strong Musashi is. We've already spent the entire first part of this podcast talking about Musashi. That's how strong yeah. he is. He's he's triple S tier. He and we're we're still kind of finding out. We're still kind of finding out. Yeah, we're still learning to this day what he's capable of. But he did make Yujiro give him give ground. Yujiro had to dodge his sword. Yujiro uh, typically does not dodge anything. He just kind of takes it, deals with it like whatever. Here we and laughs it off. Yeah. So there you go. That's what that's what puts him in third. Now, my man. The man of the hour. The people's champ. Baki Hanma. The main character is bottom of Triple S. Yes. Now, of course, we're talking about Baki Hanma and his current iteration. Because when we start, he's 13. If you watch the anime, he's only strong enough to beat up 37 thugs out of 100. Yeah, only. But, of course, the whole three character arcs of, of Baki Grappler is about how he's getting stronger. He goes from beating up thugs to, you know, beating giant apes to beating Yakuza gang members, then winning the turn all his way up to the top. So he's our main character in this current iteration of where he is right now. He cannot beat Musashi. No, no, he can't. He did get strong enough to match Yujiro in many ways, but still he lost. It was definitely not stronger than Yujiro. He did a good job. He tried his best. And he's happy with the outcome. I'm not happy with the outcome. No, no. But, you know, it's complicated when they're father and son. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's Baki. Let's move down to S tier. Yeah. Okay. These are the guys that are so ridiculous. They had, like, their own character, like, story arcs and are still ridiculously powerful for their own reasons. At the top of S tier, we have Biscuits Oliva. Mm -hmm. We've debated this one quite a bit, but we just like him better, honestly. That's why he's, he's sitting at the top of the <laughs> Really, I, I honestly believe that Oliva should be probably further down our list, but... But not by much, but seriously, he's huge. He's awesome. He's so awesome because he kind of has Yujiro's mindset fighting. He's also a very pure fighter. He's also unchained. He just... He's pure strength. That's it. He's all about muscle. Now, uh, Oliver is one of those interesting characters because where a lot of people are like based off of real life people, like Oliver's a real guy. There's a there's a gentleman named Sergio Oliver. He was a, a, a weightlifter, a powerlifter, and a bodybuilder who was originally Cuban. He defected to America, and he was Mr. Olympia. He was the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger dethroned. So he he was the reigning. They called him the myth, Sergio the myth, uh, Oliver. Uh, from Cuba, and he was Mr. Olympia until Arnold came on the scene. So, real life huge dude, and here he is in this manga where his hugeness and his muscle is just turned turned up a thousand to freakish levels. This is a man who can take getting shot by a shotgun and just kind of like pop the bullets out of his muscles by flexing. Yeah, ridiculous. He took he took a samurai sword to the gut and like laughed it laughed it off. He's like, no, you can't cut my muscles. So ridiculously strong, like, like that, that. That's his thing. He's all he does is for training is is make, is train his muscles to be stronger. He does crunches by like pulling down Chinook helicopters. He can chuck motorcycles with one hand. Can rip cell doors in a jail off. Just crush concrete. Just ridiculous. So he's fun. He's a fun guy. I like him because <laughs> I like his character because he's always kind of like 
smiling and he's super polite, but he's like really eccentric. He's got this weird deal with the United States government where he's like super pampered, but he's a prisoner. So that's kind of weird, but he's got I this, like the guy. He's got this crazy overweight girlfriend named Maria. Kind of weird. Yeah, super overweight, but you know, he's got to be strong enough to lift her. Yes. He's like the only man who could like lift her. And so there you go. He's an eccentric dude. Shout out to being an awesome black guy in a Japanese comic. Thank you. Thank you, Itagaki. Yeah. I want to be really brave about this next character. I mean, it's kind here of... We, here here we go. It's sad that we went Baki Oliver to this next one. Pinkle. I mean, probably if you asked a lot of people, he'd be higher than Oliver, but not in our books. Let's talk no. about him. No, Pickle. It's Pickle. 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 The ancient caveman found in a block of salt, killing a T-Rex with his bare hands. Yes. They call him Pickle because he was pickled, so to speak, inside of the salt block. Now, Pickle's a caveman. His whole deal was he was so strong and developed during a time where men had to fight dinosaurs, and he used to hunt T-Rexes, so that's why he's strong. He's able to learn martial arts just by copying them, and he can't speak, but he's able to think coherently, and he's just a wild man. He's like an animal, and he is probably one of the least interesting characters in the entire series. I I don't think Itagaki really knows what to do with him because his motivations are always changing. They always seem weird. They always seem like obligatory. It's like one minute he'll want to eat everything and the other minute he's like crying because he kind of likes them but he has to eat them like why like i don't know i i don't like his writing i don't like his character arc he's also probably up until now not including yujiro probably one of the most he's depicted as being one of the most superhuman like ridiculously superhuman characters shrugs off bullets like oliva does but like can jump super high and run on all fours take all kind of beatings but like still live and all this kind of weirdness. Pickle and Yujiro both have inhuman physiology. Pickle's excuse is, oh, he's like, he's one of the evolutionary steps of man, where Yujiro's reasoning is because he's Yujiro. Yeah, he's more of a demon than a man. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, you know, he's got like, ex- you know, accentuated, like, super long limbs and a super thick neck that prevents him from getting concussions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Itagaki has never really given us the satisfaction of knowing who would win in a fight between Oliva and, and Pickle. They just kind of hint at it. They've never give, He's never I, given us the satisfaction of Yujiro Hanma and Pickle, really. Oh, I know. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I, I want to see that too. But I'm hoping that Musashi does a job for us. Yeah. Now, Pickle did fight against Baki, and although Pickle's like physique and his strength was higher than Baki's, Baki just was able to use his skill to completely outclass Pickle in so many different ways. So that's why he's, he's definitely below Baki because Baki's martial arts are just too good. Yes. The next one is uh, kind of interesting how I place this one here. Uh, Retsu Kayo. Retsu. Is he up in S tier or are we down to A plus tier? No, nah, he's, uh, he's actually, yeah, he should, be in a, he should be in A tier. But I actually have him in S tier. He, he couldn't really come close to Pickle. No, he couldn't so, come close to Pickle. Okay. I think what you're going to notice here is there's a giant jump. Between... Yes, there is a giant jump after these cra- after those crazy dudes and the next crazy dudes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Oliva and Pickle would qual- qualify as S+, and then S tier would be Retsukayo and the next couple guys here. I, I put Retsukayo high up there because even though he's not considered one of the three gods of fighting, which would be 
Shibukawa, Dopo, and Jack. He has demonstrated that he is very, very strong. Very much stronger than most of the other fighters. But at the same time, he's just very different. I think his technique is what puts him above a lot of the other characters in the other tiers that I'll I'll enlist later. Yeah, for sure. He's mastered 4,000 years worth of Chinese martial arts, you know, and he's still young. Yeah, he's still of course still a still a student of Kakukayo. He uh, very easily defeated Doyle. He gave Baki a pretty good match during the tournament, the initial tournament. Yeah, and in the semifinal, he did very well against Musashi. Considering, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say he did very well. He he survived <laughs> longest. I mean, I guess yeah. Yeah, he's got a, a number of martial arts and a number of good wins. He was able to beat a lot of people just outright with his martial arts. They had this weird character arc after he lost to Pickle where he became a boxer. And it was a weird, disjointed character arc in the middle of something that was far more interesting. But, you know, it was like a peek into the life of Retsukayo as a boxer. It was not as interesting as I'd have hoped, but it was, you know, they focused in on him for a while. So that's like... There's much love as Itagaki's going to give a Chinese character as you're going to get. Seeing him here now, I'm probably going to move him down to tier list. But yeah, I mean, yeah, of course you got to you got to realize that he actually lost his leg. Pickle ate his his right calf, so he's like got a peg leg from the from the knee down on his right leg from now on. So there's that to deal with. Yeah. So yeah, I'd move him down, but he's definitely at the top of top of eight tier. Shall we keep going? Yeah. Um. Next one is. Armed Matobe. Okay, Armed Matobe. please please explain what's going on. Oh my goodness gracious. Please, please okay. explain what's going on. Matobe's got me so messed up that I can't even think straight right now. Matobe, when he had when there are no rules and he's armed, is somehow the just Shin Akuma of the Baki universe. He can do everything. He can do everything and anything he wants. Because when he plays by the rules, the underground fighting tournament, he's nothing more than just a normal judo practitioner. But the second all the lights go out, and he has his little sword, his little wooden sword, and some smoke grenades. He's just all over the place. Doing all kind of craziness. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But there it is. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Crowd favorite, fan favorite, one of our favorites. I think he's your favorite. He is my favorite. He's my favorite character. Uh, I'll explain go why. Okay, let me, let me explain why. Jack is my favorite character because I know that he used performance-enhancing drugs, but he works really hard. This character does not have any natural talent for fighting or strength. He works really hard, and he makes mad sacrifices on his body to achieve his goals. And I think that's awesome because I like Rock Lee and Naruto. I like characters who will sacrifice everything to get on the same equal level as some of the strong characters. And you know what? Jack fought Pickle. He did okay. Pickle got scared He did fairly well. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, Jack puts in that work. Even though he's considered the impure Hanma, he is one of the strongest characters in the series. And I just like his demeanor, his attitude. He kind of reminds me of Jaws. Yeah. From, uh, I like it. He's a force of nature. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just keeps coming. Yeah, so the backstory behind him, so you have a little bit of an understanding. He's the illegitimate son of Yujiro Hanma, Baki's half-brother. 
hails from Canada. His mother was a Canadian UN operative. Ran into a young Ujirahama. It was unfortunate things happened. But growing up, he was a scrawny, scrawny young man who would not stop going to the gym. And actually, he worked so hard in the gym that his body began to atrophy. He actually got weaker because his drive for revenge to beat his father and to punish him for what he did to his mother was so great that he would not stop. He would, he would punch the bag from the time the gym opened to the time it closed. He would get choked out multiple times in all the grappling classes he would go to. His entire life was completely bent on training, so much so that it hurt him. And then finally, he decided he was going to make the ultimate sacrifice to try to beat Ujirahama. So he was a atrophying, skin and bones, unhealthy guy until one fate would have it, a scientist met him who saw his complete insane drive and offered him the the keys to power in his new formula, X4, which is a complete mega performance-enhancing drug. And he takes it and then like spends a week of blinding pain as his body all of a sudden morphs and grows into like a six foot seven, three hundred pounds steel muscle contraption that like super fast and super strong. Strong enough to maul and murder a polar bear. And that's his backstory. So he's a will guy, you know. He doesn't care that he's cheating. He's using performance sensing drugs. He doesn't care that he has to bite someone. He straight up bites people. That's his thing. He doesn't care. It's all will. He's a he's a hundred percent will guy, wouldn't you say? Yes. One hundred percent. He pushes through everything. There's only one other character with that much will as him, and nobody likes that character. So we'll talk about him later. Okay. I agreed. Agreed. He he was a huge foil in the Kirkin tournament, one of the bright spots. And then he was such a fan favorite, he kind of pops in every now and again to drag some sclounts where it needs to be draxed. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He and he doesn't mind cheating and he doesn't mind going through like blinding pain to like get his bones enlarged and to improve on himself. We love Jack. We love Jack. And he's the bottom of us tier. I might put Rescue Kaio below Jack. I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to see. I don't know. That'd be an interesting matchup. Okay, moving down to A tier. Now, none of these characters... I know, I know that we're, we've gone down from H tier, triple S, S plus, S, down to A. All of these characters in this tier are very, very strong. Still awesome. Spocky. The top of that tier list is a man named Goki Shibukawa. Love this guy. Love his style. This man is crazy pants. Yep, maybe tur- even a little senile. He wears turtle show glasses. Very small Japanese man. But he can use Aiki, which means that no matter how strong you are, he can use your strength against you, add his strength to it, and then jump on your throat. Yes, that's his, that's his signature move. You're down on the ground, he will jump up ninja kick your throat. Imagine Cody from Street Fighter Alpha 3, but if it's his kick throw, that's what he does to you. Yeah, he also, he can just jab you in the throat and make you pass out. Yes. He's uh, very old, close yeah. to his 70s, and is just a lifetime fountain of Aiki and Judo techniques. He, he can flip you with two fingers. He very easily, well, I'm not going to say it super easily, but he defeated Dopo Orochi. That was a feat in itself. He managed to take Musashi to the ground. Quite yep. impressive. And he did okay versus uh, Yanagi. I mean, Yanagi is the only person who has really did real, real damage to Shibukawa, like real permanent damage. 
in that he actually took one of Goki's eyes. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Now he had an epic semifinal battle with Jack, Jack Anma. Yes, it was bloody. It was a mess. But you know what? He went in there like a champ, and so he's definitely had the skill to hang around for a while against no. a three hundred pound monster. Yeah, he almost made Jack drown in his own tears. Weird. Yeah. That's that eye science for you, but whatever. Eye science, yeah. Yeah. Next up here, we have Dopo Orochi. Dopo Long time presence in the series. Very long time. I like him. I think he's a pretty cool character. He's kind of got this, I almost want to say whimsical attitude towards the martial arts and a deep respect for karate. He's the karate man. And it's funny because he's always smiling. He's always kind of joking around. Kind of like Oliva. Him and Oliva kind of have a similar yeah. personality yeah. in that sense. Very cavalier outlook. Very cavalier attitude. But as soon as they start fighting, that goes away. Very serious. Oliva is um, Oliva all the way through all the time. I mean, unless he gets really angry or he gets really sad. Yeah. Double will get some serious on you. And he is serious about his karate. He's serious about his school. He's actually um, one of the inspirations for one of my favorite characters in King of Fighters. Takuma's Mr. Karate stance is based off of Dopo's stance when he gets all of his bones broken by Ujiro. But whatever. Yeah. So some of Dopo's many accomplishments in the, throughout the series, he had a very strong appearance at the tournament. He was actually one of the few. He almost he almost nearly died in a match against Ujiro, but he actually was able to do some stuff. You yes. know, he was able to block some shots. He was able to actually land some of his counter, like, land some counter shots that made Ujiro go to his knees temporarily, and then get back up and then nearly kill him. But still, he was in there. I mean, he was in there. Murdered a tiger with his bare hands. That was yes. a thing. Yes, he did. He's called the Tiger Slayer. Oh. Favorite Dopo moment had to be when he draxed up Dorian. Oh man, the convict Dorian so satisfying. Yeah, he did. And it wasn't like because you know Dorian's a a convict and a cheater and also a coyote for some reason. And when Dopo just starts getting on a roll and just starts breaking all of his junk, it's probably one of the most satisfying moments in all of Baki. Yes, so good on you, Dopo. Yeah, we put him directly under Shibukawa because they had a very close match in the Kurokan tournament. And Shibukawa just barely edged him. But I, I think those could be like 1A, 1B when it comes to the, the A tier. Yes. But Shibukawa gets the head-to-head nod. Yeah, I mean, Shibukawa did beat Dopo in a match, so gotta give him that. We got love for Dopo. We do. Next up, we don't have any love for this guy. Yanagi, the master of the void fist and the poison hand. Ugh. Yanagi is one of the, Probably the five convicts. The death row convicts that escaped prison on the same day <laughs> because of synchronicity, whatever. So he's got a bunch of dirty techniques like poison hand where he poisons Baki. The void fist where he can make you pass out just by putting his hand over your face. And a number of other crazy techniques. We hated all the convicts. I think we were supposed to hate them. We yeah. liked hating them. Like I said, it's very satisfying when they, when they go out. And boy, did this dude go out. <laughs> not only did he go out he went out against a character who at that time we all thought was just like just weak dude he lost to Matobe yeah. 
and then Yujiro came back and kicked him into next week. He kicked his face into next week. I think the rest of his body stayed right there. <laughs> but, you know, Yanagi did poison Baki. He took Shibukawa's eye. He did so many, many, many terrible things. Probably the strongest of the convicts based on his nasty tricks. Yeah. Straight up Fong with the poison. Time for the poison. <laughs> so he, he was beating everybody in two, two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. So let's move on. Yanagi. He was super bad, but he's glad he's super dead. Katsumi Orochi. Bottom yes. Yep. Yep. Adopted son of Dopo Orochi. Heir to the Shinshinkai style. Really strong body, but very immature. A lot of accomplishments. Did well at the Kurikin. His karate style. and He had a lot of interaction with the convicts. Uh, was able to beat a bunch of them. And developed probably the most insane technique in all of Baki. Yes. Yeah. Insane is a good word for that technique because he destroyed yep. himself doing it. He made his arm yeah. and his body, he imagined it as a whip so that he had hundreds of joints. <laughs> and he did a sonic fist and whipped and hit Pickle so hard it sent him flying. Didn't kill Pickle, but sent him flying and it obliterated his arm and he lost the match. Now he and his arm. arm. Yep. Yeah. He only has one so arm. So this version of Katsumi that we put this high on the list, that's both armed Katsumi Orochi. Yes. Yes. Yeah, one armed, uh, we don't know where he, he where he goes. But uh you know what? Hey, props because he's he was a talented guy who had a lot of good couple good fights, just really immature and definitely not stronger than his dad. Definitely not strong stronger than characters like Retsu who beat him in the Kirk tournament. No. Rather handily. He's got an attitude, kind of arrogant. He's toned down a lot, but, you know, losing your arm will do that to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll give some perspective. Okay, so let's move on down to B tier. Dorian Kayo. He is another convict, second most powerful of all the convicts. Probably, in my opinion, I don't know about you, Dreaded, I hate Dorian more than Speck. I think he was the most hated one because it's like he actually knows Chinese Kempo. Like he actually reached the title of Kaio, you know, almost almost as good at Kung Fu as Retsu Kaio, you know, yet he cheats. He cheats. And not only that, but he's the American convict. He's an American dude that ascended to the rank of Kaio and then became a murderer. Yeah. A lot of messages being sent by Itagaki here. Yeah. He just did despicable things. He cut off Dopo Orochi's hand, which later he, re, you know, no worries, he retached. But he he set people on fire. He would, like, hide acid in his stomach. Like, he would put glass on his fists. He threw someone off a roller coaster. Like, just despicable. Just despicable. We, we hated him. He had a bomb in his hand, and he blew up Dopo's face. Who does that? So weird. Anyway, he got dragged so hard. It was very very satisfying yes he got dragged so hard that he is now mentally handicapped yep he is yes he is now an idiot yes so i'm not exactly sure how i feel about that but hey he got dragged and that's it was fun to watch topo took him to town yes okay this next one on the list uh... is this a near and dear one no it's ali jr oh yo this is a weird one 
Ali Jr. is trying to perfect his hand-to-hand fighting style of, like, perfect boxing. That he inherited from his father, the real Muhammad Ali. So yeah, you see, there you go. We all know that the real Muhammad Ali actually does have a child who's actually a very talented boxer and was undefeated. That would be Layla Ali. But Shout out. Itagaki did not acknowledge that because I don't think he wants a female character getting draxed in his manga. Yeah. So we have this weird, like, he had this own story arc, the, the Muhammad Ali Jr. story arc. Yes. Initially, he beat a lot of the really strong characters, but in reality, he didn't really beat them, and he came back. The only time we've ever seen him actually strong is during the Chinese Kaio tournament. And he was yeah he did he put in some he put in some work he put in some work. I mean he's very strong he's very high on his list because his dodging ability his head movement his just devastating punches but just not strong enough to land him that much higher definitely not stronger than Baki really, probably I, one of the most cringeworthy moments in the whole manga I really I think that after this next character you're you're gonna find dreaded that on this tier list we've kind of broken away from the characters that are uh, actually worthwhile worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see a shelf, so we'll just we'll just go after this next character, it's going to go a lot quicker. Yeah. Okay, so next up is Hanayama. Scarface himself. Koryu Hanayama. Interesting character. Like the first character that I've ever hated in the Baki series. Like the first time I seen him, I hated him. I hated him, I hated him, I hated him. And now I kind of dig him. I think he's kind of cool. Not a not a three-dimensional character. He's very two-dimensional. But still, he kind of wins you over. Yes. I like him. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yakuza boss, super strong, like almost all of a level strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like the strongest. Like his, his signature move is like grabbing an appendage with both hands and squeezing until it explodes. He's about as strong as Pickle in terms of yeah. pushing power. So he's a big boy. He's a yes. big boy. Very resilient. He can take multiple hits. To, he'll take like four hits to give one. You he's know, also, what holds him back? Yeah, go ahead. He's also the youngest character, I think. He's a little older than Baki. Oh, okay, never mind. That's right. Baki was, what, 13? And he was 15 at the time. Yeah, so like, Baki's like 18, so he's like, I think he's like 20. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, still very young, but like, he's like six foot, like what, like six six three fifty some some ridiculous, I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty huge. Actually, he's not as tall as Yujiro. Uh, I think, yeah, he's, he's about eye-to-eye with Yujiro. But still, I mean, for a Japanese dude, he's just massive. Yeah, he's, he's, like, really guy. wide and thick and just huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, he's famous for, like, just taking off his clothes and showing off his awesome back tattoo and just taking multiple hits before he, he crushes you. He's an impressive fighter. He's also a character that's kind of devoid of martial arts. He fought uh, against Speck, who we'll talk about here in a minute, and it was a disgusting match. Oh, my gosh. It was just a bloodbath. And even though he did not cheat, he, um, I'd say he was a clear-cut winner. Yes. He fought a close fight against Katsumi in the tournament. Mm-hmm. He took multiple punches without passing out at first um, and kind of earned, I guess, earned his what he came for. And he had you know a couple other matches that were of note. One of the first villains of Baki because they were rivals at first. Okay. That's true. Yeah. And that was short-lived as soon as Yujiro hit the scene, but that happened. Woo! Woo! That happened. <laughs> oh, man, that was bad. Let's move on so here's here. the drop-off. 
Shinogi Kosho. This hurts me. Okay. <laughs> Shinogi this, Kosho. This hurts me because I actually skipped Shinogi Koreha. Oh, I actually just skipped a lot of people. Shinogi Koreha. I'm sorry. Shinogi Koreha is first. Well, the the older the older of the two. Yeah, the sports um, fan. Shinogi brothers. So yeah. So this, um, his thing. Yeah, go ahead. This hurts me because Shinogi Kosho is one of my favorites, and Shinogi Koreha is at the drop off point here. Okay, go ahead. What you're saying about uh, Koreha here? He's a illegal doctor. He's all about the Itagaki science. So he's found a way to be as, as fast as a sprinter, as strong as a power lifter, as agile as a wrestler, all those amazing things. But he's not a real martial artist per se. Mm-hmm. He's more of a scientist. So he leverages his knowledge to, to do damage, but he's not really like good enough to put it all together. No. Um, he's stronger than does his some brother. cool things. Yeah, he's stronger than his brother. That's for sure. But did Baki use that actual martial arts on him? Okay, next up on the list, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I dreaded, Che Guevara. Oh, such a weird character. So strange. The fact that he was so strange is weird. His name is Che Guevara, and he is a dictator of his own island. Yet somehow, he's a strong martial artist, it's like he's half ninja. Here's the thing, we put him on this list because, like, at this point, because we just don't know that much about him. We didn't get to see him outside of this jail setting in his match with Oliva. I mean, very strong, I guess. Yeah, he, he might be strong. A lot of the fights that he has in the series aren't, like, real fights. He kind of uses tricks to win a lot. Yeah, a lot of psychological warfare. Yeah, so He can punch really hard, but that's all we know. Yeah, but, I, I'm, I might move him down the list. Uh, next up is Matobe Unarmed, for reasons yep. stated earlier on in the podcast, versus the sumo. Next up is my man, Shinogi Kosho, one of my favorite characters. Here. Very cool. Very cool. Now, going down to this point, a lot of these characters are still viable because Shinogi Kosho has a very unique technique of cutting cords. Che Quavera is unique in the sense that he <sighs> predicts wind and does weird stuff. Ali Jr. can dodge. So all of these characters can still fight the strongest characters. They just don't last very long. Yeah. I mean, Kosho, he lost his title. He was the actual champ of the Kurokan Arena until Baki showed up. He was able to cut two of Baki's cords and almost win, but then Baki came back and used the kick tiger and that was done. But then he still had some showings against the convicts. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he kind of got anyway. cheated, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but he was, he's still very viable. He uses, like, a cutting technique with his fingers. So it's pretty tight. Uh, next up on my list was Gaia. Gaia, interesting character. Very interesting yeah. character. He uh, has multiple personalities. No more this his other. This is lesser. He can mentally manipulate his own adrenaline to make himself fight stronger, and he's a master of his environment. Uh, he's a military ass fighter, and Sirkowski. Uh This is a point of contention, or it was a point of contention between you and I. We never really get to see how strong he is, but we see that he fights very strong characters. He fought Baki, Oliva, and Yujiro at the same time. Lost all. Lost, yeah. Yeah, not terrible. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, he fought Baki with Yanagi and lost. He fought Jack Hanma and lost. He fought Gaia and lost. Yep, doesn't tell you too much. It tells you enough not yeah. to put him very high. But he's a convict and he did some stuff. And he's not too weak either. He's definitely yeah. stronger than the next two on the list. Spec yeah. and then Doyle. 
Now, Doyle's where you get a real drop-off in power. Yeah, I mean, spec is supposed to be shown as really powerful, but besides having, like, strength and the willingness to just cheat however he wants to, he's not very strong at all. I mean, he could liquefy bone. You gotta give him that much. I mean, he claims to, but he ran into Hanayama, and Hanayama took every single one of their punches. And then said, you want some more. That was funny. That was funny. Anyway... He's dead. He's super dead. Yeah, he's super duper dead. Doyle is also super duper dead, and if he isn't, he's blind, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Doyle was an interesting one because he he ran up against a bunch of different characters. He used a lot of dirty tricks to get far into manga, but then he just gets draxed over and over again. The only person that he really managed to beat was uh, Shinoki Kosho, but he used an explosive in his chest, so not really the same thing. It's like a claymore. He was totally losing. <laughs> yeah. Is that all of the convicts? I believe it is. Doyle's the yeah. British one. And there, yeah. and I didn't mention it, but Speck and Doyle are the start of C tier. Sarkovsky was the bottom of B tier. Okay. Makes sense. So uh, going on in C tier, who, who else we got? We got Kato. Kato? Yeah. Kato uh, a student of Dopo Orochi's. Well, not, not Kato yeah. Orochi. I forget his name. Uh, he is a student Just of Kato. Dopo. He tries to fight Dorian. He tried. Did not go well for him. No, he nearly died as a as a result. This next one's kind of just a throwback. I threw on here Mount Toba, bottom of C tier. He was a fun dude. He had a fun little fight. You know, he's like super tall, professional wrestler, kind of an old throwback dude. He got a hype stool moment where someone was a hype stool for him. We should probably explain that later, but kind of strong at the time. But then he gets beat pretty bad. I'm actually missing a character. I forget his name. Um, Agare? Yeah, the wrestler. Yeah. I wouldn't put him higher than, than Andre Garland. you got to mention Andre Garland, who was just a hype stool for Jack. I think he would go into the stool tier. He never really does anything. I mean, he fought Muhammad Ali, and he kind of won. But he just lied down. He's just a big cheater. That's all he does. No, that's Igari. Yeah, Igari. I'm talking about Igari. Mean. Yeah, Igari. Yeah, okay. I was talking about Igari. Okay, Igari. I was talking about yeah. Garland. Okay, okay, okay. The giant. giant. Yeah, Igari. I, I'd almost put him in, like, maybe the over Toba. I'm not sure. Yeah, somewhere around Toba. Because he's a professional wrestler with, like, some dirty tricks. Yeah. Not really, like, an actual martial artist or a real challenge, but he uses a lot of dirty tricks. I would put Andre Garland, the, the Russian, over him, even though he was a mere hype stool for Jack Kama. Yes. But Jack is quite the man to hype. Yeah, I mean, so basically this Andre Garland, they bring him in as like a replacement for the tournament, and he's huge, and he's super strong, and he's Russian, he's like Zangief. And basically they bring him out of nowhere, and to prove he's so strong, he like kills an Amazonian python with his bare hands, and then goes on to nearly die in a match with Jack. So there you go. And he also is nearly killed by uh, Sikorsky. Yes. So there you go. Okay. Hype, um, a hype stool of hype stools. Let's, let's go down to this, this, this C tier here. Let's, oh, let's delve. Oh, we're done the C tier. Mount Toba's the bottom. Oh, oh we're, we're going the, down. We're at the other S tier, the stool tier. Ooh. We talk about hype stools. What we mean by that is the way that Baki is built up is you'll have a character introduced, they'll do his little backstory, and he'll fight, and he'll lose to a stronger character, usually spectacularly, to kind of build up the strength of either one of the main characters or that character before they go into their fight. Yeah, And sometimes they'll have multiple layer of hype stool. 
Because I remember they hyped this one like young wrestler dude who would like beat up a bunch of wrestler dudes and they hyped him up. And then Mount Tobo came out there and just beat him up just to have Baki beat him up. You know, it's like multiple levels of hype stool. Che Guevara really was a hype stool for Oliva. Mm-hmm. And so when he beat up what we call the mouth, which is like three identical twins. So he beat up the mouth and then Oliva beat him up for that whole story arc. So it was like the mouth was a hype stool for Che. Che was a, a hype stool for, for Oliva. So they do that a lot. You know what? Let The mouth, that's interesting you mentioned them because it's kind of like Oliva over Che, Che over mouth, mouth over Ian, Ian over the Korean Taekwondo guy, Chiharu over Ian. Ian gets crushed. Oh, man. So Ian is like the prototypical like American heavyweight boxer. He has like one good match that was really fun to watch in the anime. And it's downhill from there. Yeah, he loses to everyone. He is the ultimate. He is the hype stool of the series. Like, the Hype Stool Award should call, be called the Ian McGregor Award. <laughs> the McGregor. Did you just get the McGregor, dog? Oh, no. Not the McGregor. <laughs> How badly did you get beat? At oh. the top of the stool tier, I have Emmy Aizawa as a joke because... Uh, that's Baki's mother. Yes, that is Baki's mother. She slapped Yujiro, broke both of her hands in the process, and then got her back broken. Yeah, and, and passed away. But thanks to her death, it helped push Baki into becoming what he is today. Yeah. At the very, very interesting character. And, and, uh, and uh, actually, yeah, and she's actually a decent fighter on her own. Yes. Next up is, ah, oh, here he is, Jaku Kayo. Jaku Kayo. He's an interesting little character. He just wants to help all the Japanese boys to become strong fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Got the high levels of defense. Still loses. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up on the list is Ian McGregor. The stool himself. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. That that fight with the Korean dude was pretty cool. That was a cool match, but it's just that when you lose to Chihara Shiba, <laughs> who is next on the list? Chihara Shiba. Yeah, we, we and it's funny because we actually put Chiharos further south. It's because that match was just a mess. Yeah, Chiharu cheated. He used a weapon, but they didn't call the match. The weapon was his cat. So basically, Chiharu is a bike gang leader, mm-hmm. and all he does is just, he has a ridiculous pain tolerance and like headbutts you and cheats. His main thing is that he never quits, and then he always tries 100%, even though he's not a true martial artist. That's about it. Yep. He had a, a nice shine near the end of Son of Ogre, where he challenged Baki. And Baki would just savagely beat him over and over again, but he would just keep getting up after, you know, he'll get up from his coma and just keep challenging Baki for some reason. So weird. The last person on my list is Richard Filth. I only put him here because of how spectacularly he lost to Yujiro in the tournament. (laughs) Well, he lost to Dopo first. Oh, he he did lose to Dopo first, yep. Yeah, they were hyping him up. He was a hype stool for Dopo because they showed him like, oh, like nine dudes will like just straight punch him and like he won't even flinch. Like he's he's like really good at taking a punch. It was like this American and he like break two by fours over him and then Dopo Dopo finds a way to just take him out. And then later he dies because Ujiro snaps him in half. Yeah, Ujiro killed a lot of people. I'm glad that both Shinogis managed to survive that encounter with Ujiro. Yeah. I would have been sad yeah. if poor Kosho had to die. I don't know. I hope we see more Kosho in the future. 
Well, his cord cutting is cool, and his fight with Baki was epic. I think we will see him. I just hope he doesn't fight Musashi. Oh, because that would be bad. Yeah, it would be bad for everyone. All right, well, that's the end of the tier list. I talked about my favorite character, Jack. Who is your favorite character there, Dreaded? Is it cheating to say Baki? No. No. I gotta say Baki is my favorite character. You know, he's kind of like Rocky, kind of the underdog story. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, he's ridiculous from a young age, he's smaller than everyone he fights. And he always finds a way to to overcome it. He doesn't always win. Like, he lost his first couple fights, and then he's but he's always learning and always... He's a, it, he's probably the the in, most interesting character and with the most storyline, obviously because he's the main character. But you know, and you can see a lot of Itagaki that he writes a lot of himself into Baki. But he comes up with some really cool techniques. Like he develops techniques on his own, he's, and he doesn't have one particular style. Yeah, he's uh, so he came up with things like the cockroach dash and my um, favorite you know, fought. yeah, it's, it's so cool. And use all these different techniques to fight pickle and everything. Anyway, but uh, yeah, him and I, don't know, I think Hanayama's pretty cool because I hated him at first and then I turned around. Kind of a big brother to Baki. Well, I think that, that covers it all, right? I mean, how much else can we talk about Baki? We could probably go on all day and night. All I got to say is, yes, Jack is my favorite, but I think we both have a place in our heart for any Hanma, really. Whether it's Baki. All the Hanmas are awesome. All the Hanmas are awesome. Oh. Shoot, Kojway, that's my girl. Oh, yeah, man. Kojway's your girl, man. And, uh... Yeah. I will say this much. We dress up as Baki characters. You go as Baki. Yeah. I go as Yujiro. The smaller Yujiro. <laughs> and <laughs> I gotta say that Baki has inspired me for fitness. Much in the same way oh, that yeah. King Capuan inspired me for Taekwondo. And... It's a great manga, and I look forward to every release every Wednesday. So check out Spiny Back Manga. Drop those guys some dimes so they can keep the releases coming. Spinybackmanga.com. Yes, yeah. Spinyback Manga. Thank Maybe you, I, Thank you gonna, for listening to this pod. Yeah, I'm going to send yeah, this pod to Spinyback Manga and see if he, if he wants to see it. And Check out Dingo7897's YouTube channel if you want to watch the Raws as they come out. Much love to... Dingo and Spiny back, and to all of our challengers out there. I guess I gotta say it. It is a new challengers podcast, so support the yeah, USO. Do that. Yeah, watch Baki. And watch, watch Baki. Watch Baki, read Baki. It's an anime and a manga. Yes, and hopefully our next podcast will be able to bring you some new uh, collaborations. Get Josh back on the show. Get Mark Sagawa on the show. We're trying to get Patrick Scott Patterson on the show as well, so... Look out for that in the future. That being said, would you like to close it out here, Dreaded? Until the next challenge! Have a great night, everyone, and be safe out there wherever you are.